welcome to the Beers of Bands podcast with your host, Michael Torres. Uh, also, thank you for sending the EP. Uh, it's, dude, it's so sick and I'm so stoked to talk about it. Like, this thing fucking rips. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Damn, Dylan chugging that liquid death. Yeah. I know, I'm... <laughs> he didn't save any. Are you prepping for an- the beer? I have another one. Oh, good. Oh, good. Taylor, are you drinking? Yeah, man. I got I got margarita. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. I got wine. Cause I oh, God. Fuck. Goddamn. <laughs> Bougie prima donna vocalist. It's shitty, it's shitty cooking wine. It's not that fancy. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I mean, uh, if, if you checked out the show, basically, uh, first half, we kind of talked, we're going to talk about like the EP, everything else you have going on. Uh, later half of the episodes, we usually talk about like fun stories from you guys' time of music. Um, their tangents are cool. It is open forum. If there's anything I miss, feel free to bring it up. Um, I always love having full bands on because I know tangents are going to happen. And <laughs> I just love, I'd love to see where they go. So I'm totally down for it. Sick. Hell yeah. Um, any questions before we get started? No, I don't think so. Um, right. No, I I listened to like three or four episodes before today. So, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, if anyone has, uh, obviously, I know you're, you're drinking wine, so it's a little hard to crack. But if anyone has a can that they have not cracked and want to do the opening crack with me, uh, feel free to join in. All right. Bring <laughs> open my. You know, okay. All right. In three, two, one. <laughs> But I feel nothing I'm taking this to my grave Some things aren't meant to be That we have something worth fighting for No requiem I feel you healing by my side The moment's gone A single thread that you episode of beers with bands uh this week i have i think my first seattle band on uh i'm sitting down with pastel faces how y'all doing good good man how are you i'm doing good. great you know it, it's wednesday um i have some beers with me i'm talking to a band so i mean nothing gets better than that what's up <laughs> um as i mentioned y'all are pastel faces uh for people that might not be aware you are a melodic hardcore slash post-hardcore with some Midwest emo uh, peppered in there um, from from Seattle. And, you know, you guys have some killer stuff coming up that and some stuff that's already re- out that we'll talk about. Um, before we get too far, can you kind of go around and say who you are and what you do in Pastel Faces? Yeah. Oh, my name is Antonio. I play guitar and sing. Uh, I'm Dylan. I uh, play drums. Yeah, I'm Taylor. I'm the bass player. I'm Jono, and I do screaming vocals. And can I add that people on TikTok also say that we're basically a Dance Gavin Dance cover band? <laughs> I hate that. I hate that too. I, I saw. Too. I saw that post, uh, that you, like that you made, and I like. I was like, okay, I can kind of see it, but I'm not gonna like put someone in that realm, uh, because what you guys are doing, I think, is way cooler than what oh. they have done in my Thank opinion. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> 
a little bit more coherent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, kind of just jumping right into it, uh, you've, you're leading up to this new EP, uh, which we'll talk about fully here in a little bit, but, uh, you put out two singles so far, one back in November and one, uh, back in January, um, Silver Linings in November, uh, and, um, Sakura Bloom, did I say that properly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in January, which... I mean, obviously they're both coming from your collective band, but at the same time, they're slightly different in their own sense. Um, yeah. But what, what's like the response been on these two singles so far? Um, for Sakura Bloom, we had a TikTok kind of pop off. Um, and that one's just taken off more than anything else we've ever done. So that's like, it's, it, I'm amazed, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, that one is definitely our most popular song so far. That shit's doing numbers. Can I curse? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, it's it's that's fucking awesome because I mean that's the song that I found you guys from. Uh, it was on like a, my curated like new music playlist, um, mm. and I found it off there, and I was like, this shit fucking slaps for one. Uh, so fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting actually having kind of those two like super super different songs come out one after another. We did that somewhat intentionally, try and get like a a full scope of who we are creatively and as a band and the kind of sounds that we come from. Yeah. No, yeah, I thought that was a good idea because um, definitely with like this EP, uh, it really shows kind of like the the differences as to what you guys can do and what can be expected off the cp um because you know they're on opposite sides of the spectrum but everything kind of blends in very well um between like like you have this kind of like cadence throughout but it still works if that makes any sense as to what i'm saying i i tend to ramble a little yeah. bit and i just see where it goes no it's working i completely understand what you're saying okay yeah i got you um but i mean two solid singles to start off with uh, leading up to this this new EP, uh, which is going to come out in May. Uh, so we're a tiny bit early uh, talking about it, but happy that I was able to, to check it out. Um, it's called Blossom, nice little five song EP. But I mean, for people that aren't, I mean, obviously by the time this comes out, we're still a little over a month away until this, this fully releases. But like, what's some things that people can expect with this uh, EP? Yeah. Surprises, <laughs> I would say. Kind of yeah. like, uh, it's just more of like, kind of, it kind of shapes up what we gathered collectively. Um, kind of the music that we've been listening to over time and like stuff that fits and what sounds fun to us. And ultimately, just like taking a risk and seeing where it goes from there, I would say. For sure. Yeah. Something that makes me really proud of uh, the EP that we're releasing is it is definitely not like a static listen. Like you listen to a lot of like hardcore music. It kind of, I'm not going to say it drags on because I fucking love hardcore music and it doesn't drag on. It just, it's kind of like static. You listen to certain kind of patterns as to where something that we're releasing right now is a little bit, it's not progressive, but it does kind of keep you on your toes a little bit. Like we put breakdowns in places that are like right after something that's just like beautiful. If you listen to the song Yeet, 
you know, we got that like really beautiful kind of like open sound with nice keys and a good like progression. And then it just hits you with like a, like a gut punch kind of, kind of, kind of breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the EP itself as well has done a really good job of showing like the stuff that we have shared with each other because, um, you know, we are pretty recent friends in the like long span of things, specifically like me and Taylor with Dylan and Antonio, because Dylan and Antonio have known each other for a while. Um, but we've shared a lot of music with each other. And I think through that time, we've done a really good job of introducing each other to different sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, but bouncing off what you were saying, Taylor, like this, I, I feel the same way sometimes with hardcore where I'll listen to an album and I'm, I'm only like two or three songs in and I'm like, okay, like wh where's, where's like the, where's the revamp? Like I'm already getting slightly bored with this, Yeah. but yes, yeah, so you guys kill it on doing, just adding all these different elements in there where I was not bored with this. Like I'm, I, I got to like song four and I was like, okay, there's gotta be more. Obviously there's only five songs. Like I, like I'm ready for a, like the back nine of this or just like a full length of something. Cause uh, like when, I mean, Jonathan, when, when you come in with like your, your normal gritty uh, style of vocals um, and then, you know, just overlay it with, with the, the cleaner ones, um, it works just so well on this. And then like you're saying, Taylor, like you'll just throw in a breakdown right after this amazing clean vocal section and just it just pops off so well yeah yeah i really appreciate the the way that antonio has got these songs structured and everything like that because i i don't think that it's like too out of the blue you know like i said we're not really a progressive band or anything like that we stick in the same time signature we play in the same bpm the entirety of the song but i do really just appreciate kind of like it is uncomfortable a little bit, but it's also familiar enough. It's definitely got the kind of like pop patterns to where if you are an active listener of music, you can kind of listen along and say, this would work really well here. And you know what? We probably did that actually. And it just sounds really good. So I'm, re I'm really <laughs> proud of this EP. Um, obviously, everyone will be able to hear it out when it comes out in May. But uh, I mean, seriously, thank you again for letting me check it out ahead of time. Uh, it. I mean, obviously, I found it off uh, Sakura Bloom, and that was the number one contender for me. But I, th I think it's changing uh, every time I've listened through it. Like, <laughs> Stay is probably like jumping towards the top uh, of my favorites off the CP. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will have a lot of uh, words as to where their favorite uh, ties in on this. But um, there's a question I used to ask a lot on uh, previous episodes: is the the Warp Tour question. Like, what song would you play off of this EP if you only had a chance to, like, stop someone in line and be like, yo, listen to my band, check out this song. What is the one that you would play for them off of this? Um, I would probably pick Stay because it's the most, like, I don't know. I think it's it's the most normal, I guess, of all of them. <laughs> um, but it's still, you know, it's different enough to where, like, it actually, it sounds like us and, yeah. Like that's a hard pick, question. I would also pick Stay. Um, I think Stay is my favorite song that we have so far. Um, I just, I think it's such a good song to introduce people to us and like what we are. 
I think I'd probably choose Sock over Bloom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Stay as well, um, essentially, because it has, like, all the elements that we wanted to, like, put together, and it fits, like, so perfectly, I would say. Um, it's just really fun to play, and I'm in a lot of, like, I'm sure a crowd would react per, like you know nice to it. Like it's just it's something that people can listen to and not get tired of. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably still say Soccer Bloom. Uh, their arguments are convincing, but I think that Soccer Bloom <laughs> is definitely like probably the prettiest song that we have. So I think that if we're talking like general population. Like, if I'm going to show one of our songs, it's probably going to be that one. There's a lot more clean vocals, but we still have Jono's, like, harsh vocals to kind of say, if you don't like that, you probably won't like us because we still have it. But it is definitely a prettier song. I think more people can kind of get into it. Yeah. Uh, kind of going off what you were saying, Antonio, we're like, uh, with Stay, how, like, it would play really well for, like, a live crowd. You guys have also done, uh, at this at this point in time, um, what it's been like three or four shows so far this year. Uh, I think you guys just played like Olympia last week. I was yes. looking through. Um, like, how's yeah, it yeah, been? That was our third show. Third show. Uh, oh, yeah, because the next one is in a, like a couple weeks, I think. Yep. Sometime yep. in March. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have two coming in March. Okay. Um, but what's like, obviously, you've probably been playing most or all of these five at the shows. Like, what's the reception been in the live setting? pretty good i would say um i would say like just like we're taking chances at it and we're just having fun having a go at it and making it like our own rather than just like this is a song crap i don't want to fuck this up live but no we're just making it natural we've been practicing this for quite some time and i would say we made it like not only just you know musically enjoyable but like visually as well we want to like show that we're really engaging with the crowd as we do it so that's kind of key, I would say. Um, and I I always think it's kind of hard to tell how people like the songs because we play with like a lot of like way heavier bands than us. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So like Seattle right now, like the heavier side of hardcore is like huge. Okay. Um, we are very much like the, the outlier band in every show we've played. Um, yeah. But was, so uh, like it, we kind of have to go off of what people say afterwards. But people, yeah, people, people are digging it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was joking with Dylan at our last show. I was like, the show before that one, we were the softest band of the night, and then that night in Olympia, we were the heaviest band of the night. Because uh, like, like we just yeah. we just kind of end up in mm -hmm. one way or the other. Um, but. I definitely think that our live performances and especially this year so far have just gotten a lot better. And I think the crowd reacts positively to that. Um, you know, I think that our live set is just a really good way to tell that we are not a band that is going to just like keep you on your feet. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, that's super crazy. Like, obviously I'm not from Seattle or know the Pacific Northwest like uh, scenes at all, but it's always interesting to find out like, how the scenes are structured so is it you're saying like it's mainly more heavier hardcore now has it always been or has there been like a good mix in that scene before um before covid there was a lot of like uh like rise core bands 
Yeah, the metal core kind of. Um, but they all kind of like stopped. Yeah, they kind of branched. over yeah. over COVID, yeah. and now it's like mostly just hardcore bands that formed yeah. during like 2020. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm which is also the scene. I have no con or no uh, no input here. <laughs> it's also it's also kind of weird because like the Seattle scene is in a weird spot where like all of the bands that were like big local bands like avoid dead lakes and the home team are like moved on and like huge mm. but all like the middle ground local bands all broke up so now it's like you're either on a show with like yeah. avoid or the home team or you're on like a show with a band that's been around for a year that brings like everybody brings like 10 people so yeah. it's 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 so weird it's so <laughs> weird no compared to how it used to be yeah and yeah, so basically, no middle <laughs> yeah so basically either you're playing a show to maybe like 200 people or you're playing a show for like 20 people depending <laughs> on who you're playing with. Yeah, yeah yeah pretty much wow but i mean that's the nice thing with your guys sound is that like like i mentioned earlier it's melodic hardcore mixed with like post hardcore and then there is that like midwest emo twinkliness to it every once in a while and then especially uh, Jonathan, with like your lyric, with your vocal style, like it's not like the more aggressive, like hardcore, like vocal style. So it also fits in like a Midwest emo like scene. So you are y'all are able to play like on literally any bill you wanted to. Uh, so it's kind of funny how like you know one week you're you're the softest band, next week you're the hardest band, uh, but you still kind of fit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we've really been fortunate enough to get on enough mixed bills to like mm -hmm. form pretty good relationships with people in any sort of genre within the local scene. Hell yeah. I mean, that's what you want, especially like after COVID, everyone was saying like, once shows come back, fuck it, everyone wants to play, everyone do mixed bills. And I've only like seen a handful of mixed bills around here. Uh, most of my friends are all like in punk bands, so all those bills are still just grungy old punk dudes uh but you know i'm always <laughs> down for a good mix bill like a couple weeks ago i had a, a friend who was on the podcast uh that's like a, a local rapper and he opened for a metalcore show and it was fucking amazing oh, just oh, to yeah. one just to mix it up and just have that happen and then yeah. still go into like a metalcore set yep you're right for yeah sure. with the, yeah definitely the, our our mixed bills in Seattle aren't that mixed. It's still like all like generally rock, mm. but like within rock, it's like we've played some that are just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like um, we played like the last show was with like a pop punk band and like an emo band, and then the show before that was like two metalcore bands and three local hardcore bands and then the show before that was like i actually don't even know how to describe designer disguise but <laughs> there was an indie band in that one yeah i thought that was kind of cool to have like, yeah it was a completely different band, yeah you know, completely scene. different yeah. yeah which was also pretty cool and like yeah no seattle scene is really really good right now and i really like that yeah that's, that's awesome that's the... that all, all these scenes are kind of like reviving after covid and like you're seeing a resurgence everywhere it feels like definitely and i think that i don't know i think i think that the seattle scene is coming back better 
because like before COVID, everybody was like really clicky. Mm. And now it seems like people are more open to different fans (laughs) that they weren't open to before. Yeah, I've 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 heard of that in a, for a few different cities, and I think one thing that might be helping with that is that maybe some of those clicky bands were the ones that like didn't make it through COVID, and that's like the one silver lining of just like their band broke up, so we don't have to deal with like the clickiness, and people realize like oh no, like we're all like a community or family in our local scenes, just build each other up and just have a good fucking time. Yeah, definitely, exactly. definitely, for sure, for sure. Um kind of hopping back into the ep one cool thing you guys have done is did uh two animated lyric videos uh one for um one for silver lining and then the other one for sakura bloom um where you kind of use uh different clips from anime uh episodes to you know build those together um what was the idea behind doing that you know there's a a full story to that yeah (laughs) do you want to hear the full story (laughs) because i mean i feel like most bands especially like in your your style would just be like oh we're gonna do a lyric video but we're just gonna do like a a visualizer of some sort of colors and just like bring the words in front but you you know you presented this whole like visual like story it felt like like (laughs) i was i was involved like i was i was hooked oh thanks yeah Um... So basically, everyone in this band is some sort of a weeb. Um, so <laughs> that's to start that off. But um, we played a show back in October at this local venue called Bad Bar. And I saw that they had a projector. And I told them, I was like, hey, it would be really cool if we like put some shit behind us. Um, the original idea was that each song was going to get its own dedicated clip show essentially of different animes and like we bounced off ideas of different shows to do so for like our first song we were doing princess mononoke and then for the second song we went with like persona 5 and so on and so forth um we kind of figured out that we were a little too late in trying to implement this idea to properly practice it and have enough time between jumping the clips towards different animes Um, And so we ended up pivoting and just using one single clip with just our band's name and just having that looped, um, which looked really cool. And we have used it once more since that show. Um, But uh, we decided to keep the clips that I had like compiled together and then um, just put them up on the drive and have those for future use, essentially. Yeah, I never even really thought about that. Those those clips were designed for one show. <laughs> we yeah. just were able to recycle them for for we actual put so content. much. I know the amount of effort I put into that for a single show just because I thought it would look cool. Yeah. But still... <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like that's yeah, so... that's such a cool idea. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I just wanted to mention um because initially what we wanted to do uh, aside from like live we. I had like this idea because I figured like all of us are pretty familiar with the whole AMV kind of thing. And I was like, maybe we could try something, try something different and implement that kind of like, you know, how we can use lyrics, but in, like subtitles. So it's kind of mm. like, a, hey, you can also watch this while paying attention to like our lyrics underneath. So it's kind of like a cool visualizer 
showing like anime that someone's fairly familiar with or a movie, whatever it is, and then just kind of make it not look monotonous. I would say mm-hmm. played in played in well pretty well. I would yeah. say. I didn't even think about that connection of how like it, it's placed exactly where like subtitles would be at all yeah. until you just said that. Like that's such I mean that's that's amazing that you took that idea, but I mean I've never been I've tried to get into anime. My friends used to try to get me into it. I just never found that connection like a lot of people have. But I mean, with those clips with the music underlaid uh behind it, like I was hooked. Like I was like, fuck, like this shit's tight. Like I need I <laughs> where have I been this my entire life? <laughs> yeah. Really like if you ever want suggestions, hit up Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. He knows I grew up watching. Yeah. Anime. He, uh, he loves old ones at least. And I mean, like, who didn't spend all of 2005 looking at AMVs of Linkin Park songs on YouTube? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up, Jono. <laughs> you know you did. You know you did. I, no, I didn't, bro. I was like, four. Bro, I was watching, like, Naruto fighting Sasuke to the lamest music imaginable. Yeah. I've, I've watched it all. I don't think my parents let me use YouTube until I was like eight or nine. That or is 10, a great maybe. idea. I was using record, YouTube as it came John. out. It was bad for me. Well, yeah, Jono, in, in 2005, <laughs> is that when you were kidnapped or not? <laughs> uh, no, that was in 2010. That was 2010? Okay. Yeah. He's the baby of the band. Yeah, he's, okay. he's also the baby. So I am the baby. <laughs> I'm not the baby. Our rap verses would be a little bit, a little bit better if you were uh bouncing off that real quick uh just because it just uh triggered one of my questions in heaven's sword uh towards like the middle of of the song it like there's like this little uh break and then it goes into this verse john is that you mixing up your vocal style for that yeah okay because that was like a it came out of nowhere but it, it worked so well and i loved it but i was just like i can't tell if this was him or if this is like a, a guest feature or what's going on but i i loved that whole transition yeah no it was originally we were just gonna have antonio do rapping stuff because he was in charge of all of the like more singing vocals but then they told me that they thought it would sound cool if i did it and then it took us like five or six takes for me to figure out what was exactly the best rap style for me to do it in <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to the infamous Merlin take. We will release it one day. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> we will do yeah. it without your permission. <laughs> uh, to kind of get into that mindset, who did you have to like channel to get there? See, I'm a really big rap fan. Um, I don't think I really channeled anyone specifically. Um, like, so. First of all, I will ashamedly admit that I'm a really big Brockhampton fan. And so they were telling me to like channel different people in Brockhampton for (laughs) me to like try and do the rapping parts. (laughs) Um, And Antonio's laughing because uh, one of the takes that we did, which was the Merlin take, as we like to call it uh, lovingly, is because it kind of sounds like one of their rappers, Merlin, but he does like a more Jamaican style, which is not a good sound for the song um but i think dylan just like told me like make it sound angry and just kind of do that 
uh, what kept, Dylan said. I remember you I said, kept pulling. I kept telling him to to do being as an ocean, and he wouldn't do it. You ended up. What worked was you said do hot mulligan. You we pulled up. Oh, I, I did think say it was. I fell in love with Princess Peach. Even... We pulled that up, and that's where it came. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like the energy that ended up working for the take. I don't even. I don't even listen to Hot Mulligan, but that worked. Um, to bounce off what he was mentioning for that section with Jono, the vocals, that also was like a part where I kind of implemented that kind of Midwest emo, like twinkly guitar kind of thing, and I figured that was like one key part. I'm like, maybe I can implement that here, and it worked pretty well. And that's kind of a reason why I couldn't do vocals for that because it was kind of overlapping. It's just too much. It's complicated <laughs> for me, and I didn't want to like do that live. So, and I figured it came up alive. To do that, you know, it would probably be best if he did it, and it worked pretty well, I would say. No, like, I mean, overall, like, I, I, I can't express this enough, and anyone that's listens to a lot of these podcasts know that everyone that comes on, I listen to their stuff, I fall in love with it, like, because, and this is this is another one where it, I truly loved everything that's going on. Uh, I mean, between uh, just like the the contrast between like Jono's lyrics and uh vocal style and then antonio when you hit that like some of those high notes like i got some chills like i was like this is fucking sick like hitting that and then just like going into like a breakdown you guys like overall five out of not even five ten out of ten for this ep uh like i'm so stoked uh for everyone else to hear it when it fully comes out thank you thank you (laughs) yeah we're very excited too Uh, i'm moderately excited (laughs) whoa (laughs) <laughs> uh obviously it's coming out in may and i'm guessing it's probably been in the the back pocket in the wheelhouse for a small while and i don't want to pressure you too much but like what what's coming next after the cp like do we got any tours planned any any new singles or, like what's it what's all in the works we got another ep that we're cooking right now Ooh, hell yeah, yeah. Um, and I keep trying to get us on like a three, like weekend, like a bunch of three day weekend runs. They're hard to book right now in, in the Pacific Northwest. Really? Yeah. It's like half, half the venues are booked out like four months in advance. And then the other ones, it's like, oh, I don't even know what we have going. Like, like it's too soon. Like there's no weird. It's too soon. And we have no, like we have also like trouble coordinating with other bands that we might want to throw on a lineup uh all i can say is big things are coming oh god uh you know you heard it here pastel faces uh you know full u.s tour coming in july uh that's that's what that's what we're talking about right that'd be fucking sick nebraska i'm coming for nebraska dog gonna burn that shit down it's actually the corn husks though yeah you're gonna you're gonna burn like the one building that's there exactly (laughs) fuck nebraska sorry if anyone from nebraska is listening no i love nebraska so one one year uh this is like a pre-story getting into the stories in a little bit but one year we did a little like two weeks out like west but we first west we got was like colorado but we hit um wyoming and then for some reason we booked the next show after wyoming in kansas so we had to drive through like north dakota south dakota nebraska and part of kansas to get like that was the longest 12-hour drive ever done. there's nothing there's nothing fucking there i don't know who lives anywhere there like, yeah you didn't see anyone there's like four people 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Did, did you go to Mount Rushmore at least while you were in South Dakota? Not on that tour. Uh, I took a family trip, like, probably when I was, like, 10 when we went to Mount Rushmore. So, one and done. You've oh, seen yeah. it. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. I, I've never been. Probably won't ever go. <laughs> the cool thing was on the other side of the mountain uh, is the where they were building the, the Crazy Horse uh, Memorial. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, we were there on a blasting day because they've been working on it for, like, 60 years. So, like... You're just standing like on the edge of like the railing, and you can just see like a bunch of rocks falling every once in a while, and see your detonations. That was that was kind of cool. That sounds yeah. all right. Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> um, before we kind of transition, is there anything I might have missed with Blossom Pastel Faces or anything else that y'all have cooking in general that you want the people to know about? Um, by the time this comes out. This is coming out end of March, right? Yes. The um by the time we'll have another single from the EP out called No Requiem. Um that one's the 20 the week before that. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But yeah, it should, it'll be out by then. So and that song is about Final Fantasy Seven. Oh yeah. Very important information. Not only are we weebs, we're also nerds. In it's coming out March 29th. March 29th. Yeah. Oh, so so two days before this podcast comes out. Yes. Uh, everyone will have already listened to that song like 20 million times. And then they come here and we can talk about the EP and they can listen to that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bam. That's my, that's my second favorite song off the EP. Is it really? Yeah. I love that song. It's so fun <laughs> and bouncy. It is very bouncy. Yeah. Um, so as before we as we're in this transition period to the later half of this episode, uh, this is the the drink segment of you know it, it is beers with bands. You obviously don't have to be drinking any alcohol on these episodes, uh, but what are y'all drinking on this fine Wednesday? Oh man, I got myself um, a Cayman Jack strawberry margarita. I am enjoying a nice red Cabernet that is not that good. <laughs> and uh, Dylan and Antonio, you, I, I know you held them up. I think uh, Taylor oh, oh, liquid might have death. Liquid deaths. What flavor yes. do we got tonight? Uh, lime. Lime. All right. I, I actually have not had that one. I just have like, I've only had like the regular liquid deaths. I'm, oh, uh-huh. But how, how is the lime? Oh, it's amazing. It's like naked Sprite. Yeah, it's like an yeah. adult Sprite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my favorite of the flavors. Pretty good. Hell yeah. Mango one goes pretty hard, too. Mango's pretty good. Mango's good in anything. Oh, yeah. I got a mango one of these, too, in the fridge. Oh, let's go. Um, and for the listeners, I actually changed it up on this episode. Normally, I have a nice, good old PBR. Um, Dylan, I know you said you watch, you listen to a few episodes, so like that's what I normally always have. But uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> on this on this one, I got a I, I had a, a Modelo and I got oh, another shit. one, and then I had a, a Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Dude, it's Modelo time. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yo, represent. How'd you know I was Mexican? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm also Hispanic. Hey, let's go. 
Uh, I just didn't have any cold PBRs, and I didn't want to drink a, a room temperature one again. Oh, yeah, that's no, fair. No that's, blame. No, that's totally fair. I've I done was, it way too was, many times. I was talking about before this, and I was like, every episode I listen to, he has a PBR. So if he doesn't, I'm going to be kind of bummed. But that's, <laughs> that's a good enough reason to not have a PBR. Oh, well, I don't want to make you feel bad. Uh, no, they're all the way upstairs. Oh, you know what? You'll have one later. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah you're good. I'll, good enough. I'll have one, and I'll send like a, a photo to the to your guys' group email or something, and just be like, this is there for Dylan. There you go. <laughs> Our reality, you're making us feel special by not drinking your usual beer. Yeah, that's that right. True. Hey, don't mind Dylan. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, when you guys do that full U.S. run, you come to Minneapolis. Well, I'll have a PBR in person, and then you get to see it in person. It adds a whole other element. There you go. Good. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Definitely. So, so now we're going to transition into the later half of this episode, which is always my favorite part of the episodes and the rest, the reason that these episodes even exist. Uh, this is the the storytelling part of the episode where um, I just listen to your guys' stories from your time of music, whether it's uh, tours, time recording, uh, shows. Obviously, you guys have been playing some out-of-town shows and played a few shows so far this year. Um, and it doesn't also have to be just pastel faces uh, time. It could be any time. Um, but as I normally say, they can be anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who wants to start or who's got what. I have the best story. <laughs> I have the best story. And Taylor wasn't there for it because it was before Taylor. That's so, not hard to do. I've been so with this band for a year. We shot, we, we shot a music video in a skate park in Tacoma. Um, it was like this... Uh, there's like this like Tacoma Parks and Rec run skate park so they're like okay if you're gonna do this we have to like shut it down yeah for the day and this kid jumps the fence (laughs) and he's like he's like good like he's like good at skating and I was like two seconds away from being like dude do you want to like do you want to get in some of these shots and the guy running the place like comes over tells him that he has to leave and we're like out there with all our gear and stuff and this kid gets so mad he was just like he was just like oh what the, f- the fuck they're over there fucking pretending to be rock stars what the fuck the fuck is this and I'm, we're just over there dying because like this kid was so unreasonably mad yeah, yeah that's so fucking funny dude but then after he got in trouble, like, he was told to leave. He he runs back in one more time just to do like his little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, he, and then he booked it right after. It's like <laughs> it's like he was trying to flex on us. Yeah. Like after he got told to leave. I wish we recorded him running. It was like right. it was really funny. Oh my god! Dude. I think you fucking rock stars, oh dude. We're just like no, we're not. Yeah. We don't even a little bit. Like, <laughs> you have to do your typical like skater like voice. Yeah, you know? like we're like, dude, you're good. Yeah, like, you would have been good. Just be cool. Yeah, we weren't sitting on our phones. Yeah, it would have been so sick if he had been in the video, but fate decided me. Mm-hmm. It's our first video too. <laughs> that is our first video. Yeah, it, it's, it's a decent video. We don't play that song live anymore. We haven't in a while. Oddly enough, even though this is completely only tangential, I have a, a somewhat related story of like wild somebody crashed a music video. Uh, my best friend is uh, a famed rapper, North Main, 
author of <laughs> wonderful song Sandy Freak. And many years ago, he was making a music video for one of his songs. And so I went out to out to his place out in the middle of nowhere. And fucking I was at his house just hanging out for a little bit while he was out trying to get some like drone shots with the videographer. And while they were out there, there was some dude riding around on a dirt bike. And they were like, yo, that's sick. Let's put this in the music video. And fucking they got a bunch of shots of this dude just hanging out on a dirt bike and a couple of clips of him crashing on it and shit. <laughs> and I'm just sitting at the house the entire time. And they're telling me the story. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's probably not going to fit in the music video at all. I'm not really sure why you did that. <laughs> and so... Like the next month after we get the edited version of it, he sends it to me and he's like, look at this, the dirt bike clips are fucking sick. I told you, dude. And so I'm watching through it. And then as soon as those dirt bike clips hit, I'm like, this is so fucking out of place and wild. This has nothing to do with dirt bikes at all. It's literally like a normal rap video. And then it just cuts to some dude on a dirt bike. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Northman's fucking out there, like, in the woods doing his stills, like, rapping and using his hands and expressing himself. And the music video is fine for the most part, you know? And then there's just dirt bikes and dudes crashing on a dirt bike and running over jumps. (laughs) My favorite part of that video, though, is uh, Taylor's in it, and he's just chowing down on some Zaw, dude. Oh, and it's pizza. He's just fucking dancing with a fucking pizza box in his hand, chowing down. Yeah, I'm white boy dancing. I'm just... Yeah, but I got a slice of pizza in my hand. Um, the, other, I've done. the next coolest thing, we we got invited to play a barber shop over in Spokane. Like this is totally DIY, like barber shop. And then we get done playing like the show's sick people are like walking like because it's just in downtown spokane so people are just like walking in and then like leaving or doing whatever and then after we leave they're just like hey uh my girlfriend's gonna do tattoos upstairs (laughs) and we're just like okay cool and he's like don't tell anyone it's like okay but like that's so random like Oh, the dude was giving out haircuts too. Oh yeah, he yeah. was doing haircuts yeah. during the sets and stuff. Like, yeah. and like, it wasn't a big barber shop. Like, it was maybe like maybe like twenty by twenty. I told him that if we came back and did a show at the barber shop, I would let him cut my hair in the middle of our set, and I would just <laughs> sit there and it'd be performance art. My hair used to be like down to here, but then I got a. Fucking haircut recently. This is new to me. His haircut, by yeah. the way, his hair right now is it's so it, it 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 doesn't look right. I'm not used so. to it. Yeah, he cut his hair recently. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures um, and I was kind of I was I like I couldn't tell if you just had it like pulled back just enough or what was going on. So nope, I got a haircut. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the dudes in 37 from Spokane. Yeah, I fucking love those guys. Those dudes are so sick. Um, yeah. Ooh, another cool thing, uh, because I am a very egotistical person, if you haven't noticed already, um, I decided to throw a show on my birthday last year as well. That one was fun. Very sick. I wore a birthday sash. Yeah, I had a sash on. It was nice. It was so much. We decorated the venue. It was pretty cool. We did decorate nice. the venue. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun time. We got some good bands out there. 
Uh, yeah. You guys got any other cool stories? So, I mean, this isn't like a, a crazy story, but um, just bouncing off like you having that, that party for your birthday uh, on Monday night, a friend of ours had like a, a show for his birthday and we were like, okay, like let's get out of the house. Like let's, we'll go have a good time. Um, and one of the bands that was playing is this guy that's, his name is Count Spookula. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> like like we, yeah, we saw that and we we're like, okay, what's going on? And this, like he gets up there, grabs the mic and he's wearing like an all white suit with like, Wine, looks like wine stains on like the edges of like the coat and he's got a mask he's got a mask on that's like a uh like a pumpkin mask and he starts singing with like like a transylvanian accent <laughs> the oh, entire no. set and no, I, yeah at first i was like what is going on but it was honestly the the most amazing captivating set that i've ever fucking seen and I want that guy to play every one of my birthdays for the rest of my fucking life. Pastel Faces counts Spookula co-headlining tour. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Co-headlining US tour in yeah. July. No, that's a UK tour. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a total UK. No, no, no. That'll be just a Transylvanian tour. Ooh, no, we got to go to Glasgow, too. I want to play to a herd of sheep. Let's go to Wales. Yeah, let's go. I, I want to play to Ben Barlow. Yeah, I will try and find a video of him playing and just send it to you because it is truly amazing. Yeah, please and do. I, I, I was like at least four beers deep by the time he got done. And I was like, I went up to him. And I was the only person that went up to him right away. And I was like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I run a podcast. Please be on my podcast. <laughs> and please, I'm going to I was like, I'm going to email you and we're going to make this happen. He's like, all right, man. Like he dropped the accent, which kind of hurt a little bit. Oh. But he's like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. It was a good kind set. And I was like, I was like, God, he still had the mask on, too. That was the thing that I was like, bro, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Can't break character. Can't break right. character. Another, another fun one. We uh, That show we played in October with the projector. Um, we had like it was close enough to Halloween that we were like lightly floating the idea around. Of when he says costumes. we, he means just me and Jono. <laughs> <laughs> me, just me and two. Taylor were me and Taylor were floating the idea around of wearing costumes because Antonio and Dylan are too serious to do that. Um, and that's not true. No, Taylor was old. Taylor was that's <laughs> Taylor is the only one who showed up in a costume and he was wearing a beekeeper suit. Yeah, the full outfit, and then but then it was crazy because like one, one of the, the band. other bands all dressed up, and their drummer was a beat. It was so like, it cool. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. I never talked although, to them before then. Although Taylor got real sweaty in there. Yes, I did. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a nightmare. That idea stem, and then he became a minion at one of our shows after that. Not long yeah, after. just for a fucking random January show. I just dressed <laughs> just, up in a white sweater and overalls. Yeah. Yeah, yellow sweater. If you guys were to actually, like, you know, fully coordinate a Halloween-themed set, like, where you guys all dressed up as, like, one collective thing, what would you guys want to do, though? That'll never happen. But It'll if we did happen. it, I think that we would probably go for something really stupid and shitty, like the Beatles. You know, Ooh. something oh, just no. like that. Oh, no. Something really <laughs> no. stupid. 
No, I'm not dressing up like those English boys. Hell no. Dylan always dresses like, like an English boy. I feel like we wouldn't be able to like actually coordinate anything. Yeah, like, I, I feel know, like, like I feel like we would all show up as different things. Yeah, we okay. all show up as Ringo. <laughs> I had like about it because i was like what if we play a halloween show this year because that would be really fun uh but we wouldn't be able to decide on something all together yeah it'd no. be kind of funnier though if you all dressed up as something re- like not even the same or remotely close to each other um yeah. like i always think about uh the movie can't hardly wait uh where they have the band playing the show and everyone's dressed entirely different like there's someone that's dressed like basically like a beetle like like he's playing like a London, like he's got like the little poof, and then one guy's dressed like with a cowboy hat, and the other guy's just dressed normal, and one guy's just wearing the band T-shirt, but like no one's dressed even remotely close to each other, yeah. and that's always kind of just way funnier. It's definitely hilarious, yeah. We, Oddly we, enough, we would, we would end up accidentally being the village people because we would, because <laughs> we would all yeah. be something completely different. Oddly enough, though, before that show that. I'm going to call the Halloween show. I was looking so hard. I really wanted a wizard outfit. I had the beekeeper outfit because la- the year before, uh, I did like a group uh, Halloween with my dog and my cat. Uh, I was a beekeeper and they were bees. So it just so happened to have the suit. And I was online. I was looking in costume stores and I was like, wizard suit. I need a wizard outfit. And the only things I could find were like a hundred bucks before shipping. And I was like, fuck that for a bit. I'm not spending a hundred bucks. Right. I- but I still want to do it. If I could find a reasonably priced wizard outfit, I'd probably pull that out for a random show. Yeah, you always gotta have those, those like those random outfits. Just you never know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. we, had a, we had a joke for a hot minute that Taylor was just gonna like do subtle costumes for <laughs> the next couple shows. So like he was gonna he did the minion where he did overalls and a yellow sweater. He was going to do Brian Griffin, which would have been white jeans, a white shirt, and a <laughs> red belt. Um, I'm sure we threw some other ones out there, but yeah. None if anyone's going like to be that the... one. No, nobody caught on Daddy. to the Indian one, which really disappointed us. Yeah, that was really upsetting. I had to mention it to a few people, and they were like, oh, yeah, I see that. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I had like three people come up to me and be like, why is Taylor a minion? Did they know beforehand? Because I, yes. I didn't talk to yes. those people. Yes, yeah. Well, there was one time one of them was like, "Is Taylor a minion?" Like, like they should have talked thought, to me. I needed that. like they thought you just they thought you just accidentally looked like a minion. Fuck! All right, the idea is back on the table. I didn't know about that. By the way, I want to mention that same show. Taylor is dressed as a minion. We were like making a joke that Dylan was dressed like a nest. Break him up. Yeah. And then oh, someone, yeah. <laughs> someone mistaken him. What was the nickname for it? It was like something Blues Clues. <laughs> yeah. Somebody called me <laughs> Sexy Blues Clues. It was like I have a striped shirt <laughs> that's like blue, and I've gotten Ness. I've gotten Sexy Blues Clues. Sexy, Sexy Blues Clues. <laughs> I got, um, one at one show i was blonde i got draco malfoy (laughs) like that was the halloween show this isn't even being in a costume this is just no this is (laughs) that was your birthday show yeah Yeah. i'm i'm just unfortunately dressed all the time yeah yeah it's not a bad bad problem to have 
Right now you're dressed as a, a hardcore gatekeeper. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I always say that I'm like Walmart brand Will Putney. But <laughs> but that's yeah. just a lot of people look like me. I'm 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 a very generic person. I had a coworker tell me literally today that I look like his nephew. Oh, Taylor used to look like Young Gravy. <laughs> Taylor did used just to look like Young Gravy. Just all the time. And, yeah, and to add on to it, and then he got older a women were older women were also really into him for that hot minute as well. And we needs to that watch out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he gets on older women too. <laughs> gotta play the part. Yeah, they got a mom thing going on. It, it's just working for me. Taylor loves moms. Someone's got to take care of him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Antonio said it, so I didn't say it. Look, I'm going to abruptly change the topic real quick. Well, we were talking about birthdays, and something that came to mind was... Before I joined this band, they had a, they had released uh, Deadweight and The Way She Goes. And one of the lines in The Way She Goes is, remember the 5th of November? And I didn't know about the Guy Fox thing at the time at all. And so I was like, oh, shit, that's the day after my birthday, November 5th. My birthday is November 4th. That's dope. And so I thought that was really cool for a long time. And to this date, the biggest show we've played was with Avoid. They did a, a little West Coast tour with their friends and their friends' uh, bands. And, and that just so happened to land on November 5th. And I was like, fuck, this is destiny. We got to play that song again. We haven't had that song in our set for a long time. I don't like playing this song, but I was willing to. And everybody, thankfully, said, no, no, let's no. not do it. Let's not change up the set list for one day, just for one joke that only you think will be funny. I, I have to correct one thing. The Avoid show was in July. The November show was Metal Get It. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, thank you. It was on the same stage. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the correction. You got it. Uh, with with that song, though, I did want to make a point. Uh, I also did really enjoy the reimagined version of that, where it kind of just, oh. you know, changed up the entire feel to the song. Um, so props for doing that. A lot of bands, you know, wouldn't do something like that and i really enjoyed the kind of flip of it we keep joking that we're gonna make a country version <laughs> which i'm a huge advocate for yeah me too that's just because you want to do the vocals taylor yeah so <laughs> i gotta put on a cowboy hat and tuck my jeans into my boots eventually he's got that bare toe <laughs> the other day we spent uh me and my roommates were just listening to like a bunch of like the alternative version of versions of songs and just like <laughs> it's it's a longer playlist than I realized on Spotify, but man, they do a great job just switching a bunch of songs over to like country. Kind of works. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's 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 crazy how much that idea has blown up. Because if you think about it, it sounds like the dumbest thing ever yeah like but like but then in practice it's like oh no this is actually really cool <laughs> yeah it works really well yeah well i didn't realize like there were so many different 
like so many people had done it. Like I always think about just that one TikTok version of uh, Ohio's for Lovers that like blew up. And oh yeah, that was like the first song that was like on the playlist, and I was like, okay, like this one I was expecting, and then like they just it just kept going, and I was like, where where did all of this come from? There's there's one guy I don't remember what his name is, but he signed to like Pure Noise Records, and that's all he does. That's like his whole thing, and it's insane to me. He he does it backwards too. He'll he'll do country songs as pop punk songs. Oh, I know. And yeah. like like he'll do it both like both ways, and it's like it's crazy yeah. that one person mm-hmm. is that talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, when was it the Rascal Flats the emo cover? I actually like that one a lot. The Rascal Flats. What song was it? It was the. Oh my god, I forgot the name. Oh, but the, yeah, it was. There was an emo cover of it. And it was really good. I have to find the name. I just don't. I can't think of it from the top of my head. But it was really good though. And I'm like, this kind of breaks the mold of like the pop, the pop punk cover kind of thing because you hear that all the time. Pop goes punk, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, essentially. I think one funny story for me, it was like the our show at Everett. There was just too many funny moments for that oh one for me. God. Um, <laughs> <the> freaking, <laughs> that show was so it was, off uh, the wall. Yeah, we kind of didn't fit in at all. This is still in the topic oh. of like, we kind of, we didn't fit in, but like, we had this that guy. That is a show we will never have fit in in at all. No, oddly enough, we fit in more musically in that show. I think, like, if you listened to just the music, took any personality out of it at all, we probably fit into that bill most out of any other things that we played. It was like all radio rock. It It was was all like octane core. It was definitely octane music, but still, like, you could fit us into that niche a little bit more than you can fit us into like Zulu esque hardcore. You know. True. More than indie rock bands that we play with. Freaking one of the bands, they were, I was just checking out their merch, and then one of them had underwear and like a like a, a mannequin with their like band logo on like the crotch area, and I was laughing a good like ten minutes straight up, just like what is this? that whole show? <laughs> that entire night did not make sense. No, because no. like we got there, we played our set, yeah, and then it, and then all the other bands are like what are you doing because like the the time that they gave us our set ended when doors opened it was like it was like like everything yeah. was so messed up yeah. and so there's like three people in there and then the thing with the underwear and we were like there's no way anyone's gonna buy that yeah. and then someone, someone did, did. It was the and the one. merch guy the merch guy had to go find somebody in the band because yeah. i think they didn't think anybody would buy it yeah granted that underwear was probably the last of their merch they actually pulled it off the mannequin yeah yeah take down the mannequin (laughs) it was like this whole thing yeah oh my god and then we had like and then steve steve yeah steve Steve. was so funny he was like he was was a walking npc like he was straight up like he'll keep talking on and on yeah it's like he kept trying to give us quests and it didn't make any sense yeah. <laughs> but like he was like an old like an old punk guy yeah and he had the most like like just not matching up advice at all <laughs> he told taylor that 
he he said, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't do anything, don't do any drugs or anything before you play a show. Yeah, yeah. And you then said he, you're the backbone of the band. You can't fuck up your rhythm. And then, <laughs> and and then at and then at the same time, he's like, oh, you guys aren't drinking yet. Oh, what what are you doing? It's like, dude, you gotta you gotta pick a pick a side. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. You gotta pick a lane. Yeah. No, like we were, we were all just chilling at the table, waiting for doors to open. And we're all just drinking water. And he's like, what are we having, boys? And we're like, water. He's like, you guys aren't drinking anything? What kind of band are you? Yeah. And the funniest part was like that when we were like loading out, he was just chilling out by the stairs. He was just like, don't worry, I'm watching your stuff. And as we're loading out, putting our stuff into like a car and stuff, he's still talking and we're just like kind of ignoring. He just keeps going and just going. Just consistently, like, yeah. like we'd be loading in and then going back into the venue and he'd still be talking and there's no one else out there. <laughs> back in my day, and he just keeps going. <laughs> oh my God. It was funny though. It was good times. Yeah, and, then really after we, and then after we played the show, Taylor's stepdad told him that we needed to play with the band that we just played with. <laughs> Like the next day, the drummer's dad, or whatever, <laughs> and Taylor was like, We literally just played with it. Yeah, this didn't, this, this, that whole thing didn't make any sense. And one of the bands was selling like a fan made Blu ray of like a fan made Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, for some reason. yeah. oh, it's because they it, it was because they used one of their songs in it, mm-hmm. I guess. That or they made the movie, it was one of those two, but yeah, yeah probably it was both. weird. Probably both, yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. And like everybody for some reason, everybody else on that bill was like 40. Every other band, like it was just like, why are we here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you said <laughs> octane style band, like I, I assume at least 40. Yeah. Uh for everything. <laughs> yep. And the underwear makes sense when you met when you mentioned octane band. It sucks that, that one person had to get the floor model. Uh, yeah, like, like, that's the last thing you want of a floor model. Oh, um, another another story from that show because that show in and of itself is just stories galore. Um, we were just chilling, waiting for the show to end, and we were watching the last band. And there was this couple there who were clearly fl- like friends with the band, and the fucking chick was fully given her fucking dude a lap dance to the songs of this band that they're totally friends with. I'm like, bro, imagine getting a fucking lap dance to your friend's band. That's, I don't know if that's a flex or if that's concerning. And it was near like the dining area too, which was kind of funny. Yeah. And it was so weird because like that entire show, everybody, like everybody in the crowd except for us yeah. and the people that we brought were like all in their 40s so like they were all looking at us like who the hell are these kids yeah. coming up here with their with their yelling music one thing i gotta say that's fun is uh during like sound checks for some of our shows we always have like one drunk person that's like coming into like the like the, like, the stage and, like, what are you guys doing yeah and there's this guy he introduced himself as a uh, star dusty and ever since that day that like, that's like the new name we'll always remember that was that was taylor's first show yeah taylor's yeah. first show this really drunk guy that everybody in the bar knew yeah like everybody <laughs> that worked at the venue knew this guy and his he said his name was star dusty and he was just coming up all the time during sound check yeah. and there's like dude you can't be in here now and he was just like coming rock up he's just on, rock dudes. on dudes and it's like 
Pardon me, I'm not gay though. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. He kept saying okay. he wasn't gay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, dude, like you're good. Yeah. Like just you live your life. Yeah, you do me. Like I yeah. Uh, before that show as well, the venue had asked us if there was anything that we wanted to have stopped at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that John did the email at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I emailed, can I have from Chada? That's all that he said. He didn't say anything else. He just replied, can I have rum chata? And it's like, dude, you gotta like that was it. You gotta put some stuff around that. Whatever. Like what? they had rum chata, so I no, got they didn't. Rum chata. no, they didn't. It yeah, wasn't rum chata. The... It was off. Well, they had a... It was off. It still tasted like rum chata, dude. Um, yeah. No, shout out to Stardusty. Such a we random thing to request. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think we just get so much weird shit happen to us at our shows. I think it's because we're in Seattle. Yeah. 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 I think it happened. <laughs> like, one of our shows, there was like, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, it, yeah. I think part of it, I think part of it is because Taylor just talks to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, at the Olympia show, there were these <laughs> two dudes outside just asking people for like they're like hey do you guys have any spray paint or something else that we can huff i need to huff something else and then like taylor's just like they're in there when we're loading in and taylor's just talking to them every time and we're just like taylor they will literally go away if you quit talking to them i don't want them to go away they'd ask taylor a question every time and he would answer every time yeah. My favorite one, my favorite question they asked him was, have you ever finger painted with your own diarrhea? And Taylor was like, <laughs> like I can't say I have. But on like the other side of that, it. on the other side of that though, like the worst case scenario is you don't talk to them at all. And those are the guys that like fuck up your vehicle for no apparent reason. Exactly. But Taylor, but Taylor talked yeah. to them. So they're like, that guy's cool. He's yeah. okay. We're not going to touch that car. Look, man, I don't give a shit if somebody's out there like huffing glue as long as they're not hurting anybody, you know? I don't have glue for them to huff. Do I feel bad? Not exactly. But I'm going to be up front with you. I don't have glue. I don't have spray paint. I'm sorry, man. Another story from that show is before the show, we got to Olympia early. So we went to this pizza shop and we got fucking pizza. And I saw this fucking dude who kind of looked like one of the guys in the other band that, or in the band that was headlining that night, because we played with them like three or four times at this point. And I was like, guys, I think that's fucking Jack. And Dylan was like, that's not fucking Jack, dude. I was like, no, that's fucking Jack. Like literally is, so Jack's like a tall guy with like long, dark hair and a beard. It was literally just a tall guy with long dark hair and a beard. Didn't look anything <laughs> like him at all. At all. Yeah. He kind of looked a little bit like No. No, we, no, not even a little bit. Like at best, uh, it was we have Jack at home. At yeah. Best. Like, and it's and I knew it wasn't Jack because I saw I saw the guy come in to the place that we were in, and then I knew who he was talking about. I'm like, dude, that's not Jack. It is not Jack. Um Another show that we played, uh, this is one of our early shows, is at this venue called the Factory Lux. 
And I came out on stage in the middle of our intro, grabbed the mic, and instead of saying, what the fuck is up, Factory Lux, I said, what the fuck, Factory Lux? <laughs> oh, my God. It's... <laughs> like something was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he there was, was <laughs> There was a ton of people there, too. That one was kind of packed. Kyle, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I think you got to use that for like a breakdown at some point in a future song, though. What the right? Fuck? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. we need to. Yeah, we do. I keep trying to get them to sample memes, but they don't want to. You have never wanted to sample a meme. <laughs> there was the uh, quirked up white boy thing that he wanted to do and stay. There was the quirked up white boy thing in the breakdown. Yeah, but like, so do you remember the 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 quirked up white boy meme? I I it does not ring a bell at all. Exactly. We when we were writing again. stay this was a meme that was like on it, it was the quirked up white boy what is it quirked up white boy that's a little bit of swagger oh, goaded in the sauce, the sauce. yeah it was like this whole thing on tiktok when we wrote stay this was over a year ago and i said yeah. by the time this song comes out no one will know what that means yeah it could have been a meme again no, yeah, I mean you could have brought it back, because because like that's the thing with sound clips is there's some that I don't know offhand at all. Like, uh, excuse me, who are you? Put out their EP and they have a bunch of sound clips from Half Life Two. I've never played that. I had to look that shit up and just see what the fuck it was. Uh, but it still worked. So you mm. never know. Jono could have been onto something. Yeah, <laughs> but but it wasn't even a sound clip. It was just him saying "Quirked Up White Boy." Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a little bit part more, of the song. That's, a, that's a little bit more difficult then. Yeah. yeah, it was like our last show. Uh, one of the bands had like a, a sound, like his like his drum pad, oh kind of like a, a. It was almost like a soundboard. He like hits it and he'll say like random like phrases from like yeah. some old memes and shit, and he'll like layer the fuck out of it. And I thought, oh, it, was, I thought it was great. I don't remember. That's what pretty that dope. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, "What the fuck is up, Kyle?" Yeah. And oh, then. Yeah. There was the other one where he was like, I went to Washington and I went to fucking taco time. And they asked me if I wanted ketchup on my tacos. Yeah. It was some weird shit. Like yeah. yeah. Shout out Ali Burrows. After banned food. They make good burritos. Like great burritos. Great burritos. I dudes wanna, at my work I want them to, shit. I want them to sponsor us. Also, the dudes at your work have no palate. They got fucking negative taste and negative culture. I'm very disappointed to work where I do just because of that. You work in IT, so like that adds up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like that covers a good amount yeah, of stories that, that, for us. That was, I feel like that was like an action-packed uh, section of stories, and I loved every second of it. Like I, <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've laughed partially that hard in a good good while so i i, I loved every more. second of it you got one got let's one go more. for it yeah we did a hot ones parody thing and we were gonna <laughs> film it and put it on youtube yeah. uh, except we did tacos instead of wings um and the cameras that we were using to film cut out when we ate the last two sauces so we ate the spicy ass fucking last dab <laughs> and some other fucking spicy ass sauce and we didn't even get the fucking content for it, dude. We just suffered in silence. <laughs> for real. Oh, and fucking the entire reason we did tacos 
is because Jono was like, oh, I make the best carne asada. And he's, and he's hyping up. He's hyping up this carne asada. He literally didn't even do anything. We went and got it from a Mexican market already done. We just had to cook it. Like he didn't, he didn't contribute anything. He onioned the grill. I onioned the grill, Dylan. It's true. Don't diminish the onion. But that is not grill. you yeah. making really good carne asada. That's you buying really good carne asada and cooking it. I liked it personally. It was good. It was that great. Was really it was awesome. <laughs> that's because I forgot to actually make the carne asada because I was like, oh shit, that's that weekend. So I was like, all right, we're just going to go get the free prep shit. Now, now, when you guys did that, did you guys do all 10 sauces or did you narrow it down to just a few? I think we had I think seven. We did. seven. That's, mm. still, that's still quite a bit. But yeah, I went and yeah. I went and bought the actual the game because there's mm. a hot ones game that comes with like the actual like the last dumb hot one. Yep. And we got that, and none of them were hot except for that one. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost pepper one too. Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah, what happened one. was Dylan ended up accidentally pouring more oh than he should. God. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> as he was driving me back to where like. He just, he was, yeah. I was not having a good time. I don't know why it hit me harder than everybody else. That's not the first time that Dylan has suffered from spice either. Um, we go to this place out here called Aliberto sometimes for after our practices. And um, they got a new sauce that they hadn't had before. And I had tried it before and I was like, it's not that fucking spicy. And then Dylan decided to just douse his tacos in it. And then he was slowly like suffering from it because it was starting to build up more and more as he was eating it. And yeah, so he's he just over at the table. He was over at the table just suffering. Be like, fuck you, John. That was so spicy. That's the thing. I like spicy food. I can handle spicy food. I just do too much. Like, Accidentally. like, like, like I have what I what I should have. And then I go way over that every time. And it, it's not good. Probably not good. Dylan, can we talk about your little treat? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so. It's a good one. I promise. They, they shame me for my food. He doesn't eat I, soup. Time, he does not eat soup. One time we were talking about. I don't even remember what we were talking about. But I brought up, you ever just take a hot dog bun and just put ketchup in it, just <laughs> just the hot dog bun, and th- just eat that? And they all said it was the worst thing ever. And I said, it's like a little treat. <laughs> like, yeah. like when you're at a barbecue, it's like a good appetizer. You just no. bun, ketchup. That's it. Just to start you off. Yeah, little treat. That's what we call I judged like, for a long time, but the, the person judge. that takes our photos, she is a picky eater, and she said, oh, yeah, I do that, too. And now that there's at least two people that I know, and I don't know that many people, it feels a little bit more normal, just a little bit. I would like to give a shout-out to Serena. She is an amazing photographer, and I very much appreciate her for taking a lot of our photos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but to bounce back to Dylan's little treat, uh, I'm not a ketchup <laughs> person, so I probably would not do that. But I don't want to shame you just because I've also it's it's been a long time since I've done it. But I've also grabbed like you know like a hot dog bun or something like a bun of some sort, 
and used Miracorp instead, and then had a little treat like that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> fuck, that's worse. <laughs> oh, I can't ketchup. get behind that one. You got oh, the tanginess though. I don't like that's Miracle Whip. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like any of that. I think, Not too I much. Think, I think that would be better, actually. I might have to try I'll, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll fully put myself on blast right here right now. I don't like cheese. You don't like cheese, and it's wow. weird. I don't. Everyone thinks, you don't like soup, Dylan. You can't talk. <laughs> it's true. Okay. I want to go off on a tangent. I was looking at your shirt that says Seasons Change. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I have to mention there's this band. God. It was super funny. Uh, it's called The Future Islands. I'm sure are you familiar with that band. It sounds familiar. They're like this indie, indie pop like band. electronic, electronic yeah. pop. They're like synth yeah. pop. And there's okay. this song. It's it is called Seasons. 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 Yeah. Seasons. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's like that's like the main phrase of the song. I was watching a live footage of it and the dude, it goes from like a really like bouncy pop song and then he'll randomly like have like this death metal growl for yeah. no damn reason. And he ha- his stage movements are like the funniest things ever. Like he's not still, he's just like head bobbing. You know? And it was on Letterman. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> this dude's just busting out like death metal growls on Letterman. Yeah. And the crowd's just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> but you know, if any like actual heavy band went on Letterman, they'd be like, what is this? Yeah, what is this stuff? He was very theatrical oh about like God. his movies. It was great, and you need to check it's, that out. It's great. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, it's I'll try and look it up. Dude, it's, uh, this, this is not related to that band at no, all. No, I know, this, I know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm making it clear for the for the listeners. This oh. is Seasons Change from Pico Rivera, California. Uh, they also are rip, but I will have to check out that video because that sounds fucking hilarious. Okay, right on. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, like, like I mentioned, this is probably the, the, the best amount of laughter I've had, uh, in a while for these episodes. So, I mean, a lot of great stories. Um, and like, I I can't express this enough. Gloom is super amazing. And I so stoked for everyone to fully listen to it when it drops in May. Um, I'm so happy I was able to listen to it early. So thank you so much for sending that my way and allowing me to be a part of that. Um, with this EP coming out, like, what are you most excited about with people finally getting a chance to listen to this? Um, in your opinions, kind of just showing them what we're about. Like, it's not just like you know, it's not just the the only two or three other songs from the single, or from from the like as released like singles. Like, we want to show more what we have. Um, a better like, I guess a better like all around kind of idea what we do um just kind of get used to what we were doing and then hopefully kind of just branch out from there and then yeah that's kind of how i see it at least um yeah it's kind of hard i can't really I'm, think right now i'm hoping that we get the opportunity to like actually tour because right yeah. now every like out of town show is just like a one-off thing that we've done so yeah like i want to get the opportunity to just like go like, personally, um, personally, even though we already have some stuff out right now, I'm really excited for this EP to like properly introduce us to people. Because like, even though we have people listening to our stuff, I think we have something really special here, and I really hope that people receive it well. 
Yeah, I got really nothing to add. I'm just, I think most people that are making music to any degree is just really excited to have people listen to it. It's really hard to have stuff that you're sitting on that's done and is ready for the public to listen to that, you know, for the sake of growing your brand and whatever you need to sit on. It sucks. I, I don't think anybody can tell you, oh yeah, I love sitting on music that is really good that I want people to hear. So I'm just, I'm just really excited to finally be able to put it out, have people listen to it and tell me what they think. Yeah. I mean, the CP rips uh, for people that are listening, obviously like, like you guys are mentioning, you do have some stuff out already. Uh, you have like the way she goes, heat, I think uh, one or two other singles out. Uh, and then plus the singles leading up to the CP. Uh, but I feel like this EP in general is a nice step um, uh, growth wise, if that makes sense, uh, for what y'all are trying to do. And I'm stoked that it's going to be coming out. And I'm excited to see what uh, you guys do in the future. Uh, you know, already sounds like there's might be another EP in the works. Uh, maybe branch off to a full length, whatever happens the shit that you guys are doing is killer and i'm super stoked for you guys thank you thank you um if anyone's looking for merch music or just pastel faces in general where can they find it um pastel faces underscore on everything uh twitter instagram tiktok um facebook is just pastel faces Hopefully by the time this is out, we'll have a merch store up. That's it's on it's on our list. <laughs> we have live uh, merch. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's not out, just DM us and we will be happy to figure something out if you want some merch. We got a really cool Gundam shirt. So yeah. Yeah. Uh well, depending on where you found this episode, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Make sure you check those hyperlinks down below. Follow Pastel Faces. Stay up to date on everything they have coming out. Um, and be ready for the CP to drop in May. Um, I mean, big thank you to the four of you for taking the time out of your Wednesday to sit down with me and just have, you know, some drinks, some wine, some some uh, uh, liquid deaths, and just, like, have a good time. And this is, this is a great time, and I'm super stoked uh, for everything you guys got coming out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, well, like I said, everyone go follow Pastel Faces, stay up to date, and uh, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya.